All right. Welcome back to Extra AI, your podcast series on AI and machine learning applications. This is your host, Raghu Banda. And today, I'm inviting you to this hub for diving deep into the innovations of AI and understanding how it's reshaping the business landscape. So today we are here for a real treat. Have you ever found yourself struggling to keep track of important points during meetings? and wish you had a personal assistant to transcribe and highlight key takeaways for you. Well, our guest today has made that wish a reality for countless number of professionals around the globe. So here with I'm introducing the co-founder and CEO of Fireflies AI, the AI tool that's transforming the way we record, transcribe and reference our meetings. So, Today, in this conversation with Krish Ramineni, the co-founder and CEO of uh, Fireflies.ai, we will be exploring the genius behind Fireflies AI and understand its profound impact on modern day meetings and collaborations. As always, you will find more information at the end of our conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. All right, uh, welcome back to our Extra AI podcast series on AI and machine learning applications. Today, I have an interesting topic about during the pandemic time, which it has uh, gained a lot of prominence about the future of work. And today we'll be talking with a guest about the future of work with conversational intelligence. So I have with me the honor of inviting uh, Mr. Krish Ramineni. Hi Krish, welcome on board. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. All right. So uh, just like how I do, uh, I want to go and get on a few onboarding questions uh, so that uh, the audience can get to know you a bit more better. Uh, can you tell, tell us a little bit a background about yourself? Where do you come from? How are you connected to AI, specifically any of these topics around AI uh, and maybe a brief background? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll start with myself and like my background. Previously, I was a product manager at Microsoft. Uh, I was working on the customer voice initiatives there across a whole host of products in the office suite. And afterwards, I decided to go and start the company that is Fireflies. Uh, me and my co-founder and CTO uh, started this. He was from Boston. Uh, he was actually working on AI for drones, very different uh, mm -hmm. space, but like neural nets around that time. Uh, we always had this fascination for natural language processing and understanding conversations. And this was pre-LLMs and open AI, all of that. So we were using rule-based language models to mm -hmm. build and understand like what people are saying, like BERT, uh, all of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And that's the origins of Fireflies. And over time, we decided that the meeting space has a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of conversational data that's being generated, a lot of text data. If we can transcribe that data, summarize that data, analyze that data, uh, we thought that would be extremely valuable for folks. 
And that's what led us to the current version of Fireflies that you see today, which is an AI note taker. It joins mm -hmm. your Zoom calls, WebEx calls, GoToMeeting, Google Meet, all of those video conferencing platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, and it transcribes and takes notes. So I like the best analogy is it's like Siri or Alexa, but for your meetings. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of been our journey. We've over the last four or five years really scaled up. Uh, Fireflies has been adopted across uh, millions of people that it's taken notes for, uh, hundreds of thousands of organizations um, mm -hmm. that have been able to see Fireflies in those meetings. Uh, so it's been a it's been quite a journey, um, and we're right now right in the midst of the generative AI wave. So I think timing couldn't be better. Awesome, awesome, and a great introduction, Krish. And I think. Um... We'll get into some of those details in our uh, podcast conversation, into some of these uh, details later. But generally, uh, I would like to ease my audience into the conversation. So I come up with this uh, key the question. We all know how we have been interacting, uh, how all our lives have changed in the past one decade or maybe 10, 15 years. And we all have different experiences of how we get connected with AI. Could you quote an example or provide an example of how things were happening in the past and what literally changed with how things are being happening now, whether a personal or a professional example that you would like to quote? Yeah. One of the most fascinating examples of AI that I'm seeing in the workplace right now is how AI can write 40% of our code, GitHub, mm -hmm. Copilot is something that we've implemented in our organization. And a lot of the code can be written by AI. And the CEO of GitHub estimates that 80% of code will be written uh, for engineers by AI. So if you're a software engineer, that's groundbreaking, that's game-changing. So this is something that's only come into the picture in the last one year. And that is like what generative AI is. A lot of people from everyone in my family, from my parents to my younger brother, everyone's using chat GPT so, <laughs> to answer questions. And there was this presence of uh, this idea that AI could be something that you can interact with. But right. five years ago, it wasn't very smart. It wasn't very uh, conversational. Uh, you couldn't ask the same question in 10 different ways. True. Now, AI can understand. It can generate content. Uh, it's more usable and user-friendly than ever before. The This excitement around chatbots that came around 2016 that I was part of didn't really fulfill the vision. But today, I believe with large language models and chat GPT, we are much closer than ever. And it touches everyone's lives, whether you're a consumer or a business person. True, true. Amazing. I really... Uh... I really completely echo with your thoughts on this, right? Like even um, we could see not only from the programming world, but even the non-tech world could understand the real implications of what AI is and how AI can help us in our day-to-day -day lives. So I like, uh, I like the way you have quoted that example. Maybe before we take our break and get into our real meat of our conversations, uh, do you have any... Uh, thoughts are what are about the upcoming AI advancements. I know a lot is happening around in the current world, but any thoughts you would like to first provide? Absolutely. I 
am really excited about some of the enhancements and opportunities that are happening already with uh, the existing models. So we work very closely with OpenAI. We work, uh, we're working closely with some of the other vendors in this space, other partners, technology partners in this space. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about is the larger context windows for AI. Mm -hmm. So when the first three GPT-3 model came out, it was like a 12-year-old or 14-year-old kid in right. terms of intelligence. GPT-4 comes out, it's like a college-educated student that in terms of intelligence. True. And it could only handle a certain amount of context or data in order to answer questions. Now, context windows are increasing. So it can remember more things. It can remember more information uh, and answer based on that. So I think that is something that's really, really exciting um, in terms of what AI is able to do. And I only think that it's only going to get better over time. And today there's this new field of prompt engineering where you are trying to figure out how to get the right response from an AI by phrasing your questions in the right way. I honestly think over time, even if you give AI an imperfect question, mm -hmm. it'll give you a perfect answer because it's able to understand uh, to that level of uh, complexity. So this is like, you know, this is astronomical, like the way AI is moving other industries like cloud and all the other industries, what has been done in five years, AI has done in about five months. So sure. it's, it's groundbreaking. And you see all this really cool technology also coming out uh, in terms of the use cases and usability for mm -hmm. AI, right? So Langchain, all of these things that let you sequence uh, different actions together. My my best analogy of AI that I've heard and that I, I really like is that, you know, there's going to be a lot of these LLM type companies that are going to build the models, OpenAI, Anthropic, a mm -hmm. uh, lot of these companies that will be able to do these models, but there will be so many more companies that will be used, able to leverage these models and create fantastic, exciting use cases. Uh, People would think, right, like, hey, if you have a refrigerator, mm -hmm. uh, that's great. That's like a that's you built a billion dollar business around creating refrigerators. That's amazing right. technology. But then Coca-Cola comes around and builds like almost a trillion dollar business <laughs> around selling Coca-Cola, which is saved inside refrigerators. So for me, the LLMs or the core technology is like the refrigerator. It's the underlying technology to keep things cool. And then all of these other companies, these SaaS-based businesses that are now AI startups are going to be able to use this technology and come up with incredible, incredible businesses and potentially like trillion dollar opportunities will open up. Um, so that's what makes me so excited as an entrepreneur and also as a technologist in this space. Great. I think great uh, analogy that you have brought up, uh, Krish. I very well uh, echo these uh, sentiments and these thoughts, right? Like, while the technology itself is exponentially growing, uh, the applications around these technology are, I would say, mind-blowing. And there are like there are a lot of use cases, whether it is in the enterprise world or from the consumer world. I really agree uh, on that. Let us take a quick break, come back and get into the real meat of our today's conversation. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, uh, welcome back, uh, folks. I think uh, we have just about getting into some interesting conversation with uh, Krish uh, Ramineni here. Uh, so Krish, uh, now I would like to take a step back and get into this aspect of, uh, I know you have briefly mentioned about how these things are, how the advancements are coming up and how these different uh, technologies are uh, exponentially growing, but how do you see these uh, AI transforming, whether it is enterprises or consumer businesses? Uh, and maybe I will also add an aspect of that. What are the current AI innovations that might be interesting for you or your company before going into the details about that? Sure. Let's talk about business use cases or specifically examples of AI that people can use today. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, uh, one of the companies that became really popular over the past year was this company called Jasper AI. Mm -hmm. And it helps you write blog posts and do creative content. So it solves the cold start problem. If you're a writer or a marketer, one of the hardest challenges is to get words down on paper and brainstorm ideas. And that solves the cold start problem. Does the out Is the output perfect? No. But it's able to give you 10 different iterations, 10 different topics, let you, lets you create content in about half the time. So for me, it's really exciting that like marketers can be more proficient. And if you're not a native English speaker, you might have great ideas, but you can't put that down on paper. And right. so tools like ChatGPT and Jasper will help you translate those ideas into actual outputs. Uh, so for me, that's like a really exciting uh, use case that's already being deployed. In the case of Fireflies, what we've envisioned and didn't even imagine that it could become this good in such a short period of time is imagine having the ability to have perfect memory, perfect recall over every conversation you've ever had. AI gives people superpowers. And if you can remember a conversation you had six years ago, seven years ago with an important client or vendor or business partner, well, you don't have to imagine that anymore. It's possible today because any conversation I've ever had in the last five years, Fireflies has transcribed it, it's indexed it, and I can quickly go and search up through the most important discussions I've ever had uh, and pull up that information and instantly ask the AI questions about what did I talk about with Raghu? Like, what were our uh, points of disagreement? And what are the next steps I need to know in order to close this deal? So these are all things that you would see in movies, but now it's possible in the enterprise uh, because you have AI that can analyze vast amounts of data, right? So these are real business uh, applications. Mm -hmm. And I think the potential and ROI for a person is going to be extremely high. And you can always get into this whole topic of will AI replace people, but both of the examples that I've given are ways where AI is now giving people superpowers. So I don't think Excel spreadsheets or QuickBooks replaced accountants and financial analysts. True. Uh, the calculator did not replace mathematicians. Uh, Adobe Illustrator and like Final Cut Pro, these video editing tools did not replace uh, photographers and videographers. Instead, it made them do incredibly powerful things uh, at a scale that was not possible before. So in the same way, I think AI gives people a level playing field in the workplace 
And those that have great ideas and good execution and good strategic thinking are going to be able to thrive in this era. True, true. That, that's a great point that you've uh, uh, made, uh, Krish. I would, before further dwelling into that, I know like you have uh, briefly mentioned about fireflies and how you have incorporated this and how you saw the rise of the fireflies, uh, uh, the AI component that you have built with this note-taking and other things. It has increased during the pandemic time because you have were able to uh, kind of integrate with a lot of these uh, tools like Zoom or Teams or many of these out there. So before getting there, I would like to briefly touch base on the aspect of the future of work and how AI can influence, because this is where we see like the conversation or the podcast recording that we are doing here. We are remote. You're in your office location. I'm working from my home location, but it is very seamless. Uh, this is how our 10, 15 years back, this was not even possible to think about it. So do you, before we unpack and get into the real aspects of this, I think, could you, do you want to give a brief thoughts around the future of work and how AI can influence and how Fireflies is also playing a role in that? This might be controversial because of how people are going back on this. I actually <laughs> yeah. believe the future of work was remote, that you were going to be able to hire talent and bring people across the globe in one place and be able to do work together. Right now, the Silicon Valley model has been going back on that and saying you have to be back in the office, you have to be in person. And I think, frankly, that is a reflection of productivity and accountability. So if you have very accountable people, you don't need to constantly monitor them in the, them in the office. So some people feel like they collaborate better in the office. But in our case, I'll tell a really interesting story. Before even the pandemic, when we first started Fireflies, we were 100% remote. And even my co-founder and I, uh, after working together in person for about a year, we decided to go fully remote and build the company uh, in a remote fashion. Today, Fireflies is in 20 countries, 45 cities, and of our 100 people that are on this company, we're in different locations, different time zones, people speak different languages. So we are the real test bed for building the future of work, because this is what I believe. And so when we build Fireflies, uh, we built it with that in mind. And as we've grown, we've gotten to see some of the areas of improvement, areas of opportunity. So I'm actually very like excited about the future of work. And I'll tell you why, like, I think remote is really powerful in, in terms of digital transformation. Right. When things are done remotely, you're saving a lot of time. You're not having to do all the commute. You have all of this context, right? If this was our meeting, Fireflies would be transcribing it. It would be able to send me the notes afterwards. And then if I needed my marketing person to turn this podcast into uh, an interesting you know, blog post or write up some creative tweets, they can literally take the transcript and then go ask Fireflies, hey, take this transcript and pull out the five most important quotes from this conversation. Turn that into tweets, mm -hmm. uh, create a poster, write a follow-up thank you email. It can do all of those things, right? So digital transformation uh, and doing things remote and capturing all of this con all of this data lets us do so many powerful actions, right? Um, the note taking that we started with is just the scratching the surface. So with Fireflies, we have like now hundreds of apps that we can build on top of it. 
that takes this conversational data and helps you complete work. But I think it's only possible because I believe that we have to live in a world where these AI components and stuff are going to be digital. And one of the best places is meetings because we take a lot of meetings. Half our time is spent in meetings. So if I have Fireflies follow me around on all my meetings, like my personal secretary, it knows everything that I've ever said. It knows every conversation I've ever had, and I can go back to it, chat with it, and help me make better decisions. So that is the future of work uh, that I see is that we democratize AI. We give everyone a digital assistant. And today, Fireflies is an AI assistant for meetings, but we hope to be an AI assistant for all of your work uh, in some shape or form. And that's, yeah, that's that's how I see the future of work is we're all going to have these intelligent assistants that will be able to help us do better work. True, true. That's a great point. I believe, uh, yes, like you uh, mentioned, in some aspects of the work, like the digital transformation or the digital side of the things where we interact or where we interact with the other colleagues working in different projects or across the company or with your customers and partners, there are there are possibilities that you could quickly uh, do these kind of interactions via Zoom calls or via Teams calls and then uh, uh, get a lot more done than in the past. And of course, I think uh, having an AI assistant tool for yourself will greatly impact the productivity. So before... Um, I want to highlight on these uh, typical challenges. I know before getting here, uh, you briefly mentioned about some of the challenges or uh, some of the the, uh, the the thoughts that went into creating fireflies as such. Uh, but could you highlight a bit about the typical challenges that are faced by the customers? Uh, and why do you think that... Uh, those problems are happening in the context of conversational intelligence. I know you briefly touched base that subject in the beginning. Could you elaborate a bit more? And how do you sure. see, maybe if I want to add an, a, a follow-up question, how do you see NLP and conversational intelligence is impacting these enterprises and consumer businesses? Awesome. I'll start with the higher level goal of what we were aiming to do. At Fireflies, we're helping enterprises understand the voice of their organization, the voice of their company. And it starts with three core things. Can we help you understand your customers? Can we help you understand your candidates? And can we help you understand your colleagues? So Fireflies is a horizontal platform that can be used to capture conversations with all three of those uh, segments, right? So you understand what your customers are saying, what your candidates are saying, and then what your colleagues are saying. Through that, we can then solve really core business challenges. So in sales, a lot of salespeople have tons and tons of meetings with potential prospects and customers, and they have to then go manually enter all that data into a CRM so that they can keep track of all of the conversations that are happening and all the deals that are going on. But now Fireflies automates data entry into the CRM. It puts all the notes and call logs already into uh, the sales forces of the world and the hub spots of the world. And it saves them tremendous amounts of time. On the other end, it also helps you know what are the key objections the 
feature requests, the complaints that customers are bringing up. And then the salespeople can quickly go and turn those things into clips or snippets or sound bites, and then go and share that with their product teams and their engineering team. We've also implemented AI there. So you don't even have to make those clips manually. You can just go into Fireflies and say, hey, can you create a playlist of all of the objections that the customer brought up on the call? And then it'll make mini sound bites that I can just hit one click and share with the team. So that's a really specific use case around the voice of the customer and sales. But the same thing for candidates. If recruiting managers and recruiters are so busy interviewing so many candidates, you're going to miss red flags. You're going to miss things that you should have heard, but probably were busy scrambling to take notes. So Fireflies can help you track all of those things and then compare what candidate one said to candidate 10. And then when you are handing that off to the decision maker or the hiring manager, they are able to have a more objective uh, pieces of information to make those decisions. So that's another use case where, okay, Fireflies can help me hire better people. And then with colleagues, a lot of times people have redundant meetings where someone didn't show up to that meeting. So you have to have that meeting again. But now all of that stuff is captured and you can actually discuss what was created. What were the tasks from that meeting? And it can help with project management. It can help with engineering execution and scrum. So these are so many like things where if you look at our daily examples of where we spend a lot of time at work, uh, it's the challenges are because of the silos that are created through uh, communication barriers. Mm -hmm. And when we think about the bigger picture of Fireflies and the value it offers to an enterprise, the value of conversational intelligence and conversational data is that can is that it can remove these silos so that organizations can work more efficiently and uh, people are not, uh, you know, misinterpreting each other. There's an analogy because one of our, uh, when we look at our household, like I've actually had people, uh, there was someone doing a renovation project at our house. And then I was explaining to him, he was the contractor and I was explaining to him, hey, so this is what Fireflies does. And it was so funny because he said, you know, 90% of the arguments at my home between me and my wife are because I said something, she heard something <laughs> else, and we go back and forth on, you promised to do this, or I promised to do this, or there's some misinterpretation. I need to use fireflies to make sure we don't have any disagreements at home. Uh, <laughs> so it was just really funny to see like, you know, this is a human challenge that everyone has. Communication is so important and conversations hold the key. So I guess in, in a way that this is something that we're we're hoping to solve at the organizational level. Great. I think the examples that you have quoted are great. And the personal example, I think like your home renovation project and how it can also even get into the conversations between the uh, the family members. I think when you when you talk about that, I think that's a great thing, right? Like and the three C's that you talked about, the colleague uh, the customers candidates and colleagues uh, that's a that that, that uh, I, I would say that's a great way of uh, explaining what are the different challenges that are being faced uh, in the communication space and I believe uh, 90 percent of the problems could be solved if you could 
interpret what exactly is happening between people or between these conversations. So I would first want to go into the colleagues aspect and then I'll dive into the other two aspects of customers and candidates. So when you've uh, brought up this example, like, yeah, we have a lot of meetings going around in the workplaces. And nowadays, I think uh, we sometimes we even have a meeting for a meeting. We also want to understand like, hey, what do you want to, we have this huge project going on. We have to discuss, we have to bring in these number of people or this number of people on board and we have to discuss. So uh, uh, could you quote an example about uh, uh, the third C, the colleagues, uh, which greatly emphasized or enabled uh, now, uh, now that with the help of Fireflies, how you could address all these issues. Absolutely. So if I'm hiring five new engineers tomorrow and I need to help them onboard on our architectural stack or how we execute as an engineering org at Fireflies and why certain architectural decisions were made, those were probably all discussed in dev level meetings, senior level meetings in the past. Mm -hmm. And so I can just provide that information to them by sharing the Fireflies notes and recaps, and they can look through that. We've cut down onboarding time for our own organization from what would usually take three months down to about three days uh, in terms of onboarding and get people up to context because they are able to power through uh, all of this information that is being shared inside Fireflies. Uh, if a person had to manually go talk to 20 people to reconstruct this information, it would take forever. Also, you have documents and wikis, but those are usually stale. They're never updated. And with conversations, however, we're building a self-updating knowledge base because your meetings happen all the time. It's your conversational data is gonna be the most relevant data. So decisions we might've made six months ago and that we've changed will not be reflected in those documents and wikis because most people don't go back and update them. But with our conversational knowledge base, where you can search through the Fireflies repository, you can get those answers and questions. And in fact, people can see why one decision was made, then it was switched, and another decision was made, and they actually have more context. So I feel like 30 days at Fireflies is equivalent to six months at another organization because you are getting up to speed and getting so much information like fed to you, right? So that helps you and your candidates and colleagues, like your colleagues specifically, uh, be better onboarded. So that's just one example uh, for colleagues uh, that is super, super effective at uh, onboarding and enablement. Great. So uh, I have a follow-up question on that. So this onboarding process, uh, that, that's a great uh, uh, example that you have quoted because we all face these challenges, right? Like whether it is uh, getting not only onboarding new colleagues, but maybe some colleagues are moving between teams. So, what are the what are the kinds of uh, uh, things that you uh, uh, Fireflies helps? Meaning, like when you consolidate all this information and provide it for the new colleagues that get onboarded onto the team? Is it provided in the form of uh, a text-based uh, document or is it more of a conversation kind of a thing? Could you ex uh, explain a bit more of how you present it to the end user? Sure. 
For the Fireflies recaps itself of individual meetings, there will be a transcript you can search through. You can click on any part of it. And you can also listen to that part of the conversation. So you get both the audio as well as the video of the recording, as well as the transcript part of it. The powerful parts of this is that we also generate the notes. We also provide action items. And we also provide a meeting outline of, hey, at six minutes in the call, we're talking about this topic. At 10 minutes in the call, we're talking about this topic. And people can also go into a meeting recap and leave comments and pins at different parts of the conversation. So if it's a one hour call with all of this information and notes, I can go through it in about five minutes. So that way I have all the context I need, or I can only look at the parts that are super relevant. Let's say at seven minutes into a call, there's a 20 second amazing little clip or blurb that was said by one of the teammates. I can literally go ha highlight those like five sentences in the transcript and mm -hmm. then press create soundbite and it turns into a little soundbite and then I can go add that soundbite into a playlist called onboarding and in the future for all the new engineers that I hire I can provide them that onboarding playlist where they can go listen to clips from all of these different uh, meetings and it's almost like, you know, you think about Spotify or some of these other uh, other things where you bookmark your favorite songs or you add your playlist to your favorite songs. You're adding all of these important things from conversation. So we're, in a way, organizing all your organization's thoughts um, into notes, into transcripts, into recordings, into video playback, and uh, also sound bites. Beautiful, beautiful. So... I have one follow-up question here. You have, you have mentioned that, yes, you take up this one-hour-long conversation, maybe during the middle of the conversation, around five minutes or seven minutes, you have some uh, interesting aspect that came. So that 20 seconds blurb, you might pull it out and create as a Spotify playlist or something like that on the audio side of the things. But you've also mentioned that you transcribe the whole meeting and come up with highlights or bullets. Uh, when you create these highlights or bullets, you have to understand the context of the conversation going on, and then you have to create the bullets, just like how these large language models like ChatGPT or Cohere or Anthropic does. How do you evaluate the effectiveness of the the context that you created based on the conversation that happened. Any thoughts around that? So this is really around our note taking and how we think about our summaries and what value we provide to our users. So we've rolled out this product called Super Summaries, and we've realized everyone has different needs. Like some people want paragraph summaries, some people want bullet point notes, some people only want action items. So we really look through a conversation and say, okay, give us like all the key topics that were discussed and it will create like a list of topics uh, that you can see. It'll also give you a little quick preview, like a synopsis of what the meeting was. It'll be a paragraph level summary of the meeting. So that itself, reading that will tell you if this is something interesting for you to actually continue reading or not. Mm -hmm. Then we'll have bullet point shorthand notes uh, that are written like a human would where it'll go in and identify like important tasks, important uh, uh, topics, important questions that were asked and like create these shorthand notes. So they'll give you a pretty good primer into what was said in the meeting. 
Then we create a meeting outline with, you know, similar to like YouTube has uh, chapters on their videos, like at different timestamps, you'll have different um, topics. So that way you can navigate through like, oh, I want to go to section eight where they're talking about generative AI models. That's probably an interesting topic. So it helps them scan through that meeting faster. Then we have action items. What are things people promise to do in that meeting or next steps that they wanted to take from that meeting? So those, those pretty much comprehensively answer 90% of questions for people. And that's why we call them super summaries. Mm -hmm. Something new we're about to release soon is these things called custom notes. So we're actually gonna give you the ability to tell AI to take notes the way you want it to. And so you might have very different notes for a sales meeting versus a board meeting versus an internal meeting uh, versus a one-on-one -on -one with your reports. So imagine if you can teach Fireflies to write notes the way you want for different types of meetings. That will soon be possible. Uh, we're already testing that internally. And it's, it's, it's magical because I'm able to now personalize AI down to the organization, down to the team, down to the individual. And I think there's nothing more powerful than personalization when it comes to improving the quality of the notes. Because there is no such thing as perfect notes. Mm -hmm. Everyone will have different takes on what should be good notes. So instead of us trying to fight that battle, we're saying, hey, we'll give you the tools and you can determine what you want to be the perfect notes. Perfect, awesome. So in a way, when I start my meeting or when I start this conversation, I could provide some rules or uh, methodologies of how I want my note-taking should happen during my conversation. And with that, you can create the conversation or the note-taking when it happens. Yeah, think of it as like creating a template before and uh, a meeting, and then you can say, hey, any uh, sales meeting that I have, use this template. And then it will use that when it's generating the notes. Yeah. Beautiful. Now I want to go a bit more on the aspect about how Fireflies is integrated with these different products or tools. I believe you run as a as a cloud service or as a SaaS product, but you also have options to integrate directly onto the product. Uh, that is one question. And the second thing is maybe uh, where does the data, because you are now integrating with these different products and maybe there are different customers and some sensitive information or some sensitive uh, conversations happen. Where does this text get stored? Is it in the customer side of the things or any in, few thoughts around that? Sure. Uh, Fireflies is a product. It integrates with 40 different services. This includes video conferencing platforms like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. And for the video conferencing side, it'll join the meeting as a participant, as a note taker. It's fully in the cloud. You don't have to install anything in order to use it. And after the meetings, it integrates with all the big ERP systems where it'll send the notes and data into Salesforce, into Slack, into uh, HubSpot, Asana, Dropbox, you name it. Like we integrate with a lot of the different providers, including Zapier, which will now get you access to a thousand different apps. So that's really much on the ease of use and getting set up. It's really two clicks. You connect to your calendar and then that's it. It starts joining your meetings. And then if you have your Salesforce integration turned on, 
it'll send all the data to Salesforce. In terms of where all of these notes, transcription, all of this stuff is saved, it'll be saved into the Firefly's notebook. It's like your workspace, similar to Dropbox or Slack, where you and your team can have all of their conversations organized. So that's where it'll be accessible. And we are SOC 2 compliant. We are also HIPAA compliant now. So we want to make uh, some inways into the healthcare market. So if you're a doctor or you're a healthcare practitioner, we have a new HIPAA version of Fireflies. And do reach out to us if uh, you're interested in that. Uh, there's a lot of doctors in my side of the family. And so they're definitely excited to hear about this. And I'm, I'm excited to get that out to them. Uh, we also have different options. We're probably one of the only providers that does this, but we have a private storage option. So if you want to store your data, not on the Firefly's cloud, but on your own customer cloud, or you bring your own container, mm -hmm. uh, we're able to support that for enterprises. And uh, that is something that is very, very difficult for a lot of AI companies to implement, right? right? So that's something that's really big for us. The other thing is that we have special enterprise level policies in play with these LLM providers, specifically OpenAI, where we have a zero data retention policy. So they can't store, hold our data, our customer data. And uh, once it's processed, they have to basically delete it. And they are not allowed to train on our customer data. So that's another guardrail. So this is why so many enterprises are more comfortable and seriously considering Fireflies versus other tools that are out on the market. So there are some technology companies that want to build these AI note taker type, like, type tools, but what they're doing is they're monetizing the customer data. They're training on the customer data. They're building their own LLMs using customer data. We have not done that today. Right. And uh, that is super important for us in terms of maintaining enterprise level uh, privacy and security. So this has been a natural evolution of where Fireflies was a great product for startups and small companies to now where we're truly enterprise grade with all of these things that are in place. Beautiful, beautiful. So before I get into my key question of the conversation about the million dollar or the billion dollar question of the differentiation, I have one other question now that you brought the aspect of LLMs. Uh, I believe you're already working with some of these LLMs on um, how these enterprise firms or consumer software firms or the utility firms, whichever is your customer. This is where the other two C's I need to talk, right? The customer and the candidate. Uh, what is your take on uh, leveraging the large language models out there when you're working with these different customers and how do you take that information and how do you transform that information during this uh, uh, integration or during these conversations that are happening? We're still early in this phase of seeing which LLM company is going to be the best. There's so much money being poured into this area, like billions of dollars, right? If you look at OpenAI, Anthropic, Cohere, uh, there's like now Reflection AI. So there's so many companies that are getting tons and tons of investment. And I think large language models were extremely expensive when you first started, but now it's people are figuring out a way to make things cheaper. I also think the open source market is very exciting because they're able to recreate technology that's almost as good as GPT-3 
And who knows, maybe they'll eventually have an open source version that'll be as good as GPT-4. So if we're thinking about GPT-4 as the holy grail right now, and maybe we'll have GPT-5 in the future, um, this is where the market stands. I do think there might be certain LLMs that do certain tasks better than others. This is the general consensus that other generative AI companies like ourselves are starting to understand. So they're keeping their options open, but not everyone's going to be able to do that because their technology and their architecture might limit them to not be as flexible in adopting different uh, products. We built our company in a way and our technology stack in a way so that we can use any LLM that's out on the market, whether it's open source, whether it's uh, open AI, whether it's uh, anthropic, it doesn't matter for us. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into being able to create that interoperability. Um, so we'll have to see, time will tell, but I think in general, uh, when we do pass along and look into these different services, it's important to know like what areas or what pro business problems we're trying to solve. Um, and see the things that we we can do. Some might be really good at contextualizing. Uh, others might be really good at question and answer, right? Mm -hmm. So you will have to like do some trial and error. But maybe in the future, there will be some level of convergence where almost all of these things are going to be exactly the same. And there isn't much difference. Like whether you choose to go with Google Cloud, AWS, or Azure, you're pretty much getting the same experience, right? And I bet that LLMs, it's going to be similar uh, over time. Beautiful, beautiful, true. So this is the most important question I tried to bring during the end of the conversation or before the key takeaways. Uh, I, I, I term it as the million dollar question or the billion dollar question. I know there is a lot of competition out there in the market. And I know, of course, you are working with a lot of these uh, tools out there, like whether it, a lot of these meet, meeting meeting taking tools out there like Zoom or Teams or other things. But what is that one key differentiation factor or that X factor that uh, Fireflies would provide uh, if you want to show that differentiation? Fireflies is all about solving core business needs inside an enterprise. So for us going 10 steps deeper in terms of workflows, in terms of automation, in terms of solving these problems is really, really crucial. It's not just about building an AI note taker or a bot that joins your meetings, but it's about how can I help you utilize this data to the best of your ability. And I think as people start thinking about different solutions and transcription, uh, the, the world will start changing. And it'll be very similar to like, cloud, like everyone does cloud, everyone does cloud storage, Dropbox does cloud storage, Salesforce does cloud storage, but what business problem are you trying to solve? And when you go deep on that business problem, there will be lots of layers of differentiation just at the functional level, the feature level, the use case level. So when it comes to competition, it's good to keep an eye out on what's out there. It's good to keep an eye on what's out there in the market but it's even more important to pay close attention to what your customers need. And if you do that, I think you'll have a winning product. Great, great. Great that you've uh, uh, explained uh, in detail about how the integration and solving the customer's problem and in the case of enterprise uh, 
customers. It is more like customer and also the customer's customer. So understanding the products deep inside when you are doing these conversations and integrating into their products is the key. Great uh, 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 explaining about that. So before we close the conversation, I would like to first thank you for joining the podcast today and sharing your wisdom. Uh, any key takeaways or closing remarks that you would like to uh, provide and any additional references that you can provide so that our audience can benefit and they can find more information about Fireflies. Absolutely. Uh, to learn more about Fireflies and what we're doing, you can uh, visit our website, fireflies.ai. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I think there's just so much excitement in this space. Uh, and we kind of got pulled into it. We didn't ever start off thinking we're a generative AI company. We were building another SaaS business and uh, we were working in a space that is using a lot of text data and conversational data. And now this entire opportunity opened up and it's the same for many other organizations. I believe that every technology company in the next five years will use some function of generative AI to help build products. It'll become table stakes. And so if you are interested in this space and you're hearing a lot of noise around this space, there is much more to this AI B2B world, at least, than what you're just seeing uh, out there with ChatGPT. In fact, I think ChatGPT is just scratching the surface. And if you are coming out of college, entering the workforce or having a career change, uh, you will want to play, pay a close attention to the companies that are working on this stuff. This used to be frontier tech, like deep tech. Now it's becoming the center stage for what SaaS will look like in the next decade. Awesome. Great uh, key uh, takeaways from you, Krish. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks so much. Wow, that was a truly enlightening episode of uh, Extra AI Podcast in the world of conversational AI. And it's hard to believe our time has flown by so quickly with Krish. With that, I would like to wrap up this episode number 57 by first thanking Krish on the behalf of the Extra AI team and our listeners. A very heartfelt thanks for sharing his expertise, his insights, and the captivating journey of fireflies.ai with us today. It's been both enlightening as well as awe-inspiring. If you have further questions, feel free to directly reach out to Krish since I'll be tagging him along on the LinkedIn post. Alternatively, you can reach out to me, Raghubanda, and I can put you in touch with Krish. As always, there will be a lot more information available if you would like to go to extraai.com, X-T-R-A-W-A-I.com. You could find humongous amount of information about a lot of other extra AI episodes in the AI journey. You could reach out to me and provide your feedback on my LinkedIn handle, Raghubanda, or on my Twitter or X handle, RKBanda. And finally, I would like to thank you, our valued listeners, for joining us on this adventure. Your continued support, feedback, and engagement are what drives us to bring the most relevant and inspiring content your way. One thing 
is for sure, right? Remember, your the future of AI is not just about technology. It's about understanding, adaptation, and most importantly, the conversations we are having right now. So keep this conversation going, spread the word, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Extra AI. Stay curious, stay tuned, and happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you, and bye-bye now.